We just beat the Clippers. Like, spanked them. Spank the fuck out of that shit, bro. Man, I, I want to say, there's so many things I want to say, but first, I want to talk about how exciting it was to see the crowd just standing mm. up, chanting OKC in the last few seconds as the clock was expiring in that song playing tonight we're gonna have a good night and it's just boom bro like it just feels like good times are back and everybody knows it the clippers the hottest team in the nba nine wins in a row ends over baby welcome to oklahoma city we're kicking ass and taking names you know we, we can talk about Kawhi not being there and yeah i'm 100 percent sure that that makes a yeah. massive difference fine um but, but we're not going to talk about I that. Chose, I choose to look at the fact that these guys, uh, for the majority, got a rest last night. Um, uh, Shea only played 32 minutes, guys. Um, that's amazing. Anytime <laughs> that Shea can get under 35 minutes, man, is exactly what we need. Uh, Chet was at 30 minutes, right? And then we had a bunch of guys on our bench that got 18-plus minutes. That was Kenny Williams, Isaiah Joe, uh, Aaron Wiggins, and Cason Wallace all got a lot of minutes. Um, we also want to talk about before we get any further, um, Josh Giddy sprained his ankle. We don't know anything right. else about how long he's going to be out for. Yo, um, I'm, I'm assuming it's, it's going talk, to be a little while. I'll talk about Simple. Josh Giddy's game first, because we'll come back to what I have to say, but that's what I first want to talk about. Keep going, Dave. And I, I just think that with this, that being said is, you know, a couple podcasts ago, I said that there would be, it would be a good situation for some players to get. Um, you know, an extra little break Stop it. Uh, around Christmas time. Stop. Um, and I'm, I'm, Stop I, I hate, I, I'm just saying, um, Josh is one okay. of those guys that under normal circumstances, maybe, but listen, dude, he was having the best game of his season. No, I agree. I agree. The, the, he this went was three a for shot. three from deep before this like, was a shot in the, 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 the back with, especially with only 14 minutes played, he could have could done some amazing things and, and double I'm not talking points in the first quarter. So, I mean, he not was talking just shit cruising. on that. I know he was dude, doing great. I'm just saying killer. is like, like we've all been very vocal about how mentally taxing um, Josh's season has been for him. Yes. And, and for me, like I look at this and I, I just want this young man to get a break and to get mentally right. And I think that this would be huge for him guys. So let's okay. look at it like this is that with Josh getting a couple extra games, you're break, trying I think to play that good. whole, like I'm Nordstamus and predicting the future bullshit. Again. No, 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 no. Fuck that. You're shit. like, no, this is not one of those. You're too good for your own, your own. Um, I just, I just want Josh to have a moment of break with not having to be like harassed by fans or by the media mm. or by, you know, social media. When you're, when you're an injured player, you don't have to worry about that shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm just hoping for Josh is that he gets a moment of peace. So that's it. That's it, baby. So people have been talking. NBA.com had a little, um, a little fucking, what was the article about the Shea versus Paul George trade? Mm, um, yeah. And I said this, I, I said, as, as soon as it happened and people didn't believe me, but, I said this, dude. I said that if you traded Shea straight up for Paul George, right? (laughs) If you traded Shea straight up for Paul George, it was a good deal for the Thunder. You Mm. throw in all those extra things and it becomes one of the best deals ever. I know that there may be like, there's still two sides to it or whatever, but clearly Paul George is not as good as Shea. Shea with 30, what? 30 plus points in. 31. uh, 31 points. And it was just masterful scoring. But 
Yo, what we're seeing this year from Chet is unbelievable. Mm. Um, the third quarter, right? Uh, this was a game that we dominated pretty much for every single section except for one small section in the third quarter. For about five seconds, it felt like the Clippers took the lead. And then sure. really, it felt like Chet just came out and asserted himself in a way that I haven't seen this year. We saw the putback dunk off of his own pass off the backboard. We saw him knock down a three. There was a, that play where he knocked down a three. He went and demanded the ball, right? Got the mm-hmm. ball into the offensive flow. The ball worked all the way around the horn, and it found him, and he was just ready for it, and he knocked it down. He had no, like, I don't think he had any anticipation that that was how it was going to end up. But I mm-hmm. think it, he, he stays ready. And he cares about the ball moving. And when it wasn't moving, he went and made sure that the ball got to the other side. And when it did, good things happened. Uh, what we're seeing from Chet this year is historic. And it's unbelievable. Um, I think a lot of people are still unaware of how good he is in the rest of the NBA because right now they're paying attention to Victor. And Victor will be Victor. But what Chet's doing right now for a player of his caliber is elite i don't care about age i don't care about height i don't care about anything but when you think about age and when you think about height that's when it kind of teases your mind to think like on a long enough timeline if he becomes the best version of himself literally nobody's got enough tools to stop him Mm. right because his his skill sets like um we've talked about this before but like big men sometimes have a problem with playing the game because they're expected to be good because they're big like chet looks like he would be good if he was six five he just looks like he would be. But all of a sudden you add like this unbelievable length, then it just makes everything work. You know, Dave? Absolutely, man. And, you know, give it to Chet last night, um, scoring the 10 points. I think it put him above um, the season average, um, above uh, Jalen Williams. So he becomes the second leading scorer on this, um, this Thunder team. Um, I want to highlight that duo with, with Chet and, and Shea because they got something special. They had so 11 special. assists between them last night, right? Yeah. But Shea only had four assists. Chet had seven. Hmm. I mean, just think, let, let that sink in, guys, right? Like, we had this play where he, he was being guarded out in the, the wing. Chet brought the ball up, um, up court. Chet was being guarded out in the wing. He took two dribbles, went around them for a dunk. Like, Chet right. is doing guard shit right now. And the things that, that he's able to do is truly spectacular. But the reason he's able to do them is because of Shea. I mean, let's just be honest. If he doesn't have a running mate like Shea, he doesn't have a duo like Shea, then you don't have a, a one-two punch that people are truly spectacularly scared of. I mean, like, Jalen Williams is an insane player, guys. I mean, like, truly insane player. And I do think that he's going to be the second-leading scorer on this team on, on multiple seasons. But if you're looking at the biggest impact player on this team so far, it, you got to look at Chet and say, yeah, dude, he's he's changing how teams are driving to the hole. Um, He didn't get right. a block last night, but... There was like Did five times how? they came yeah. down the lane and they had to pass out and they almost throw the ball away. Or they threw the ball away. Like they he has a huge impact on it when Chet was in the game. Yeah. They would get into and, the lane and, and look away. Like people are starting to have that um, with effect. Like some teams will go at him. They'll be strong, physical, like the Timberwolves and stuff like that. And that's fine. You can do that. You can bully him um, for his first year, but you're only going to make him stronger. And that's fine. Because we want him stronger. We want him to be able to go in against Ruby to Gobert and, and be able to push around and, and be that physical aspect there. Because that's what we need Chet to be. When he, somebody comes down the lane and Chet goes up against them, they run into Chet and Chet barely moves sometimes. And right. that, you know, he's not, a, he's not scared of the contact. And I, I think that's something that's special about a big man is that I've seen so many big men 
that guys come down the lane and they try to avoid the contact at all costs. Right. And that's not Chet. Like guys coming down the lane, he doesn't care how big you are. And you're going to put his, your, I mean, I guarantee you, Chet has probably some of the most insane bruises out of anybody that we've ever seen in the NBA as a rookie. Because these guys are coming in and they're hitting Chet with their um, shoulders and elbows and they're doing whatever it takes to try to knock Chet off his feet and Chet still gets the block. It's right. because he is that much better than anybody else at his position right now. And yes, people will say, well, you know, you got AD over the Los Angeles Lakers that is playing phenomenal for sure, for sure. But, you know, also AD is in his 30s. And the fact so that you're saying best, that one player is better than him in his 30s is truly spectacular because at that point and everybody else is like, well, he has an argument to be the better, the best, next best big man in the league after a, um, in the West after AD. And, and that's what we're saying is that like, if you're looking at it and you're looking at what Chet is doing in his numbers, that a consistency that we're already seeing that normal rookies don't have, you got to put him up there. You got to say that this guy is, is better than DeAndre Ayton. and this guy is better than just down the list. And if it's people are going to say, close. well, AD, AD, I, I get it. People are going to say AD because AD is in Los Angeles. And even if he wasn't in Los Angeles, people would say it. And people will say Sabonis. I, I understand and I respectfully just fuck off. Fuck off. Dude, what he does is unbelievable. And the way that we never drop a play for him, we never call a play for him. Like, really, except for like that one I can think of at the buzzer. Like, basically, we've got this team that doesn't know how good they are and nobody's willing to give them credit for where they can go. I mean, one of the guys that just really showed out the other day it was last night was J dub. He turned his ankle right after Giddy did. And Oh my gosh, yep. dude, what a stressful moment. Yep. But he returned and did he come out balling? Like he had a hell of a game and he was a big part of why this thing was not close at the end. No, dude. I mean, you're right. But let's just talk about the whole reason why this thing wasn't close at the end, man. It has to be Shea, dude. 31 points. Yeah. He had two blocks, four steals, four assists, eight rebounds, two of which were offensive. He got to the foul line nine times, shot eight for nine. Uh, you know, not particularly well at three-point range, but 11 for 25 from field goal range. I'll take that all day, bro. 32 minutes. Unbelievable, man. If you're Shea, man, how do you feel coming in against the Clippers? Um, first of all, I'm still angry. I'm still bitter because if you look at that team over there over the Clippers, um, you would have a much better team with Shea on that team. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I, I, you hear I gotta Rivers say, man, blaming like anybody Kawhi, dude. that's you hear Doc anybody Rivers under 21, Kawhi. bro, anybody under 21, anybody that's you know not um, coherent about a future like living in Oklahoma City. Imagine how heartbroken you would be if you're living in Los Angeles, living the best life you can as a rookie, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you find out that you have to move to fucking Oklahoma. Like that would be heartbreaking for a young man, especially somebody that's like, I'm going to be a star someday. And if I'm in here in Los Angeles, a big market, I'm going to be a billionaire, mm-hmm. right? And then you go to Oklahoma. Like you got to be like, oh, right? And then all of a sudden, Shays learn that this isn't an insult. By any means. This isn't a diss by any means. Now he has his own organization. No, he's not. He's not somebody's little bitch on the side hoping that they get, you know, extra crumbs, you know? Like this is at a whole new level. This is his organization. It's SGA's Oklahoma City Thunder. And then everybody else that that Sam Presti's put around him, 
it just makes it look like, okay, see, I'm just glad I'm not in LA anymore. Yeah, look at I'm how short-sighted glad. they were. Like, not in LA how could anymore. you want to play for a short-sighted organization? You know, like, they gave up on you and the Thunder Dude, were willing they, to go they, in on they you? They treated him, they treated him like a side piece of ass, bro. Get out of here quickly, man. We got Paul George coming. We don't care about you. Paul George is coming. Bro, that's got to be like the rest of his life. Like, I guarantee you, if he has a chance in game seven, the Western Conference Finals, and he's playing against the Los Angeles Clippers, I guarantee he's going to drop 50. I guarantee he's going to grab that Michael Jordan-esque, you turds, you fuckers had a chance to have me in your organization, and you decided to go with Paul fucking George. That would be my motivation too, bro. That's how I would enter it, dude. I would be like, I'm going to let this fucker light a fire Burn, every single bro. time. Beat me. Like, like, never get tired else? of beating it. But man, there's this extra special thing as a Thunder fan to watch the Clippers be full of former Thunder players. Mm. We're talking about James Harden and Paul George and Russell Westbrook, Russ. all in the twilight, like the 30s. The 30s mm. are such a coveted time for basketball players where they do, some of them do good work, but most don't, right? And it becomes such a difficult time to really know what you're getting when it comes to value. And so we can see the Clippers and we can imagine what it would be like if Sam Presti had no vision. Oh, look, we would have be surrounded by, you know, trying to, you know, fill out the rest of the roster when we have these aging superstars. Or we can be where we are, which is, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like, what a special opportunity to watch this young group of players gel together. And like we're 27 games into the season and Chet Holmgren, we, Dave and I had the highest mm. expectations of anybody. When we came into the season, mm. we were seeing NBA.com say uh, it was a biggest lock for rookie of the year for Victor. And we were getting attacked for saying Chet was good, but Chet has so far exceeded our expectations just in his, like, he goes to battle every night. He goes to combat. He goes hand to hand combat and he challenges everything. And somebody shared the stat with us. He has like 70 something blocks and something, 70 something fouls. Like he's averaging yeah, one foul for one block. I've never seen anything like this from a rookie. He defends without fouling. They fuck up the foul calls on him so often that coaches like five in a row now with just calling him on chat and now one with Kaysen, like on challenges yep. because like. They, the NBA needs to be educated. I, I went on a rant like this the other day but about how to properly call the game with Chet because Chet dedicates. He sells himself out to not fouling before he goes and gets the block. It, it's unbelievable, Dave. Have you ever seen a defender do it at that level? With like before, I, I mean, it's like it's like Ben Wallace, but from a guy who's got longer arms and taller. Yeah, it's dude. I can't even explain it, man. I look at the Clippers and I look at the Thunder, though. Can't help but go back to um, old money, new money, big K, BZ. You guys know who I'm talking about. Um, he has a line in there, and it talks about I'm um, thumbing through a lot of old money. New money just keeps coming in. And that's what's happening in the NBA, man, is that all this new money, all this new talent, all this you know crazy things that only players wish that they had access to when they were younger 
We saw this happen in 2003 when LeBron James and that whole amazing group started coming through. They had access to things that nobody else had at that time. This is the same thing, guys. Everybody is watching this because everybody is like, well, if Sam Presti did this right, and if the draft group um, group that he decided to go after is the proper draft group, then he is right. And if this next group of um, core of draft um, guys, the next two or three years is going to be better than the groups that Sam Presti just drafted, then Sam Presti bet wrong. But that's where Mark and I have been really like conscientious watching constantly. And we got to say, the last three years of draft, drafting is probably going to be the best years we're going to see for the next 10, 15 years. And Mm. we just got to know that. And because of that, because of that, we know for a fact that this team is built properly. And if Sam Presti finds a way to keep these guys on here, if Sam Presti finds a way to connect the dots to the pieces that he's missing in order to have a championship legacy here in Oklahoma City, we're talking about something that's so unique, that's so unbelievably unheard of, a small market team becoming a dynasty. Mm. What else can Oklahoma City Thunder fans hope for? This is it, guys. This is the moment. Because if I was you, and like I am, I'm all in. I want this team to have an opportunity to go to the Western Conference Finals this year. I want this team to have an opportunity to win a championship, even though everybody says there's no fucking way this team makes it to the championship. I want to be part of the positivity in Oklahoma instead of the negativity. So fuck off to all you podcasts out there that says that the Oklahoma City Thunder can't win a championship because I have enough feeling that this is the year that you guys have to circle and start thinking about it because if I were you, I would start saving money for the playoffs, guys. This let's is going to be real. Let's go. Yo, let's do it. And, and I want to say thank you so much to all the recent followers, the recent subscribers, the, all the thumbs up recently. It's been insane. We really appreciate you guys. This right here, the community that we built is truly spectacular. We plan to go lives again for the games um, once the new year starts. Uh, we got a crazy um, June or January, whatever it is. But we really appreciate you guys in the community that be, that's been able to be around us. Um, you guys mean a lot to us. So thank you. Thunder the fuck up, guys. See you soon.